Will the Colts finally get a dub? We're playing the Miami Dolphins. We're playing Jacoby Brissett, our longtime backup quarterback. This is a dub. I hope so. I think it's a dub. I think Jonathan Taylor runs all over him. I didn't see he's questionable. Listen, we can't so. we can't say that Jonathan Taylor's gonna run all over him when he barely ran last week when your quarterback's barely injured like he was. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a quick question to bring up right at the beginning of the podcast. Go. Is Frank Reich as good as we think he is? Is wait, okay. That's that's a question. Another question. Is he a reason for our troubles this year? I'm saying he is. Had, I think he's definitely had an impact, especially on those first two weeks, being overly aggressive. Yeah, and even last week. I mean, we talked about it countless times over all our platforms, our YouTube, our TikTok, everything. You have your quarterback as injured as Carson Wentz was, and Jonathan Taylor gets 10 carries, and overall you run the ball 18 times. Completely abandon the run late in the game. And that's the coach's decision, and I just I can't stand it. I can't do this anymore with Frank Reich. Some people can make the excuse like, oh, my gosh, like we were down in the game. So why we like that's probably why we passed a lot. But the thing is, is the run game was working. Like it was run like game was, was working, working. And last year in Buffalo in the playoffs, we were down, and Frank Reich was still running the ball. This is this is why it's so crazy because Frank Reich is always aggressive with the run, and then now when it's so obvious to run the ball, he won't run it. Does he have some sort of? Does, is he in love with Carson Wentz? Is is he blocking out everything he knows because Carson Wentz I is think, here? I think Frank Reich is like too. I, I feel that's why I'm scared that if. Um, Carson Wentz, like, I don't think Carson Wentz is playing bad. Like, we should get rid of him at this point. But, like, what I'm saying is, like, say it goes down the next year, he's still sucking. We're still, like, he's not playing very good. He's still hurt. Like, I don't think Frank Reich will be able to move on from Carson Wentz. I don't know. I feel like it makes it more fun for him to coach when he has him as a quarterback, I feel like. I don't put it 100% on Frank. I think there's – obviously the defense has not been what we expected going into the season. We expected not it even still close. to be a top-ten defense. and. I still think there's um, time for that to change. Obviously, we've played, you know, Tennessee is a bona fide playoff team. Um, Seahawks, I guess, are kind of questionable. Seahawks looked really good against us, and then now they're looking bad. Yeah, so now it's, I don't know, they're kind of up in the air, especially in a tough division, but most of the time they're a bona fide playoff team. And everybody thought out of the gate that the Rams were, you know, Super Bowl caliber team. Some were kind of, like, obviously – I made it known that I wasn't as high. I thought they were a playoff team, but I thought the Seahawks might have still been it. But um, since then, I think my mind has kind of changed. But we've had, you know, three three good games, you know, three really good opponents. And um, other than the Seahawks, the Seahawks, I feel like that was kind of a for sure. I don't think – I mean, we were in it, but we were kind of down two scores the whole game, whereas yeah. Titans and – um, the Rams, I mean, we definitely had chances to win that game. That wasn't like we got dominated or anything. We had chances to win the, both games. But I agree. The play, I just think the play calling has been kind of kind of weird. It's been so of- drastically wrong that like that's why it's like such a big deal because I'm not going to say it again. I said it earlier and I said it all everywhere else. It's just he makes the wrong decisions in the Titans game specifically because of Carson Wentz's condition. On the other side, when you had Jonathan Taylor averaging over six yards a carry, how do you – I'm not going to say it again. It just blows my mind. I think – go ahead. Go ahead, Jexel. Uh, I was just going to say that 
Um, we've always, like like I said, the first two weeks with him being aggressive on fourth downs is something that we always know he's going to do. He's always going to be aggressive. But it's like it's early in the season. I don't know if you have to be that aggressive. And I know it's one of those things where if they get those fourth downs, obviously you love Frank Wright and love the calls. And if you don't, you don't. Like, yeah. you, you know, it's the opposite. But it was just like, was it? Uh, was it the Seahawks game where they decided to go for it on fourth down instead of kick the field goal and make it a one-score game and give your defense a shot? And it's, I don't know, like like it's like like I said, it's one of those things where you like the aggression, but sometimes you question, like you, you like I at some point just take points, man. We need points. Like you don't have to be aggressive, that aggressive all the time. Yeah, I feel like his situation, like okay. So when I say situational awareness, I'm not saying he's bad at it because every coach in the NFL is good at their situations, obviously. But I think compared to how he played before, his situation playing calling is very bad. I do the thing I hate is whenever he throws screens on third down, that pisses me off more than anything. The screens on third down. Yeah, um, I want to go back. A, to, go ahead. Well, I just got a I got a question. That, do you think maybe the lack of run? is like you said the run has been working but do you think maybe he's been worried about the offensive line because obviously the offensive line hasn't performed i think that's that's it's kind of been the offensive line and the defense has just kind of been the big uh overlying factor for the colts it's kind of we expected the o-line to be top tier we expected the defense to be maybe not top tier but just build off last year down yeah and you've kind of just seen every every kind of aspect of the Colts kind of underperform. So I think, like, do you think maybe he's running the ball less just because the offensive line has maybe been I mean, it's just, injuries? Injuries are definitely a part of it. Obviously, Quentin Nelson hasn't been 100 percent. Braden Smith and then Eric Fisher didn't get in until you know week two or whatever. Yeah. But do you think maybe maybe the offensive line not being healthy, not performing as expect has something to do with maybe not running the ball as much i mean you've seen the numbers the first two weeks jonathan taylor was averaging probably less than four less than three yards a carry i mean it's in the numbers but um i I would say yeah especially the first two weeks but that titans game man the fact that they didn't run it given carson's condition it just that i I can't get away from that I think that's what's frustrating too is even if you say that maybe they're not running the ball because of the O line's, you know, poor play, um, they're doing kind of the same thing in the passing situation too. I mean, that's kind of why Wentz has, you know, had two sprained ankles because yeah. he get, you know, he got hit, you know, like what, like twenty six times. He's having a run like all over the field in the first I, two uh, or three weeks. Yeah, I hate to interrupt this, but can you guys hear a lawnmower in the background when I talk? Uh, only when you talk, yeah, but it's very faint. Can't really hear much. You're good. You don't even really hear it. All right. Um, so I want to go also, back to something that Corbin said earlier. Um, the way we started out the season, I think we have to completely rethink. I, I, I want to say that the Colts were not ready to go after training camp going into week one. I mean, we saw it with the outcome of the Seattle Seahawks game. I think we need to rethink how we – go in the preseason and how we act in the training camp all the way back to the spring. So last year, the whole roster decided not to go work as a team in the spring. Obviously people would do their workouts. Carson Wentz would go out to West to uh, throw balls at Michael Pittman and uh, Desmond Patton, but nobody wanted to have like an actual team spring training camp, as you can call it. So then, okay, so we're going to come back into this training camp. Almost everyone was hurt 
for training camp this season. No one really played in the preseason, and they were acting like we can come out week one against the Seahawks and perform. I think Frank Reich needs to change how he plays his starters in the preseason, even <clears throat> going all the way back to the spring. That's my opinion. Because, yeah, I, I mean, think... we've lost eight straight week ones. There's, there's, there's something there. So one thing I think, honestly, this year is this isn't even me being biased. I think the Colts have a lot of talent. It's just, like, they're not very together type of thing. Like, So, for example, like, we only lost by three points to the Rams, which that shows that we, we can compete. Like, Rams are probably, like, they're a Super Bowl team. They killed Tampa Bay. Well, anyways, we have a stretch of games, Dolphins, Ravens, Texans, which give or take Ravens are good. They almost got beat by the Lions, but then we play the Titans, Jets, and Jags. Honestly, this stretch of games, this is where we need to start winning games because if we don't oh, start yeah. winning games now, then it's we got Cardinals. I mean, I guess we got Bucks, Cardinals, Raiders to end the season for the hardest teams. Yeah, and we have Buffalo in there somewhere too yeah. on the road. Like none of our only like really good game that we have or – only home game we have against a really good team is against the Bucks. Buffalo, you're on the road. Um, Baltimore, you're on the road. Cardinals, you're, Cardinals on the road. you're on the road. So, like, that's going to get tough. 49ers, you're on the road. Exactly. Like, we have some gimmiums with – Sunday should be a, a give me with the Dolphins, the Jets, the Texans, the Jags twice, the Texans twice, I should say. We have the Titans at home. But, like, this is realistically looking like a seven to eight to nine win season, which we can still make the playoffs. I think, We're in the I AFC think the South. Colts, like, we need the Titans to keep losing. Obviously, the thing is, is the Colts are not—they're not a bad team. Like, they're not as bad as they look. We need so, health. We need, we need health to play for one. Um, I don't. I say. I say you don't play Wentz this Sunday. That's what I think. I no, don't, I don't even think, care. I mean, if we'll he's ninety-five percent ready, don't play Wentz. That's that's just me. They're I'm about to practice here soon. What you say? He's been practicing. Yeah, we're about, they're about to practice here soon today. We'll see what the injury is. It's all going to come out like, after we upload this. I don't I just think like I just think, like, like you said, just, I mean, even if Wentz isn't 100%, like, you can still, like, he showed, like, last week that he can still play at a decent level while hurt, but, like, he could play better if you just, you know, get the run game going. And they have, they have really yet to do that. And like I said, with our injuries, no one talks about no Braden Smith. He's missed every week since the first week. Now we have uh, Quentin Nelson missing the first game of his career on Sunday against the Dolphins. No one is talking about T.Y. Hilton. I don't know it off the top of my head, but the record without T.Y. Hilton is, never mind, right here. The Colts have a 1-10 in 10 record without T.Y. since 2012. It's not going to yeah. get any better. And I w- I've been watching a lot of like recent, like last year with Phillip Rivers, the year before that, T.Y. Hilton, his presence is really known in the red zone. Like, he's going to get open in the red zone. You're going to find him in the back of the end zone in the red zone. Like, T.Y. Hilton is somewhere. Now, this week, he was eligible to come he's off IR. That we need. Exactly. He's a leader we need as well, too. But no one's really talking about his absence. It's having a massive impact on, on the game. I mean, you see how just not good our offense is. So, I think Braden Smith, well, Quentin Nelson, T.Y. Hilton are, like, massive missing right now. I think T.Y. is just like one of those guys, even though he hasn't had really a solid year as far as numbers since Luck's been out. Um, he's just one of those guys that helps the receivers around him because oh, yeah. when, he, when he's on the field, the defense know. Oh, yeah, and that opens up Michael Pittman. That opens up for Pascal, for Pitt, for Campbell. Like, we just need his presence will, on the field. I will, 
I will say I think it's been a pleasant surprise how our receivers have played. I mean, I know our like passing game hasn't been like through the roof. Like I said, Wentz hasn't played bad, but it's yeah, you know he he hasn't played great or by any means. But I mean, Pittman's been reliable. Campbell, when he's played, has been good. Pascal has been outstanding. Yeah, Campbell's just and not I getting thought, the looks. He's not getting the targets. And uh, Michael Scran, Scran uh, has played solid when he has played. Because I, I think that was a big surprise to me. I thought that was one of my biggest worries with Ty out was um, having a lot of guys out there that aren't proven yet. Yeah, I think Pascal would have been the most proven out there, and even then, like he's he's been he's been good, but you know he's not he's not you know he's not your number one. Right. I'm like, this might sound like really obvious, but like Ty is different than other receivers. Like when I watched him in uh, training camp. T.Y. was, I, I mean, at least when I was watching him, I think he was fully healthy beginning of August. He, uh, like, he was out there actually balling when he was doing those reps, like, just with, like, the wide receivers and stuff. You could, The way he moves, the way he catches, it just looks so much, like, I don't know. Just I mean, it's the, it's the T.Y. we all know. And yeah, it just, it looks so much better than the rest of the players. And I don't know, how old is T.Y. right now? I don't know, but it just sucks that he decided to come back. He didn't go to the Ravens. And he hasn't played yet. He's already injured again. Like, we just need him we out need there. Him he can't it. stay healthy. We need him to get about six, seven hundred receiving yards so he can be in that ten thousand club for. Agreed. Colts wide receivers will just be him, Reggie, and Marvin. Yeah. And that's um, kind of been the generations right there for the Colts receiving. To kind of go full circle, we started this with the Frank Wright conversation. Um, I want to just say out loud what I have on this doc um, as why there's the obvious issues. The 18 carries on Sunday. Week, I forget if it was after week one or week two, he said in a press conference the O-line's play was solid. Now that's after Quentin Nelson went to the stand, and I think Braden Smith took the stand, and they said it was, they, they were terrible. It was, it was ass, which they're right. Also, going into Sunday, he said that Carson Wentz was 70 to 80%. Taking away Carson Wentz's ability to be mobile is already he's down to about 50%, to be honest. And then even we saw, he shouldn't even have been playing against the Titans, but he did. And then not having a backup, you're not confident in Jacob Eason, so you're throwing out Brent Hundley off of experience when he's terrible experience. I just think Frank Reich, he decided to go with Carson Wentz. I mean, just like all of us, being Colts fans, you kind of have to embrace it. We're like, okay, he's not going to get injured. This is going to be a, a fresh system, healthy old line, blah, blah, blah. And here we are already. Now Frank Reich has zero clue what to do, and it's obvious. So that's I, I, just, I just wanted to go full circle with that conversation because this is a critical part for Frank Reich right now in this, in this team. Yep. Um, I think the backup – I think not having the backup is a, is a, is a big issue. I think it's we massive. Had I think I think people underestimate that, especially when, you know, we didn't think Wentz was going to start week one. A lot of people got hype up about Jacob Eason. And I just, I don't know if we, if we had Brissett and I'm not saying Brissett, you know, if we, even if Wentz does like, if, he, if Wentz was to sit out like last week and Brissett played, I'm not even saying that we would win, but I think it would be more of an option to send Wentz out. If you had a backup that you were, uh, at least somewhat, tr- like you at least somewhat trusted. So the thing with uh, Eason, I guess, is everyone knows his arm strength, but apparently it's all his mind. When he's in the pocket, apparently his, his ability to read defenses is like really, really bad. So that's kind of why the Colts don't have the confidence in him that we would hope. 
Then also, Sam Ellinger is finally off IR. He finally got his first practice reps this week. Um, no timetable for when he's going to return, but um, I mean, he can probably be the front runner for backup, and he has I a like lot more college experience. And I liked him in preseason too. He is, he's more mobile than Jacob Eason, but he did throw multiple interceptions mm-hmm. more than Eason. But uh, I like Sam Ellinger too. He just looks I, he looks like he deserves is, to be there. This is something I've been thinking about, and like honestly. It's not one of those things that's just completely, it's never going to be said because it's something that, like, anyways. But Carson Wentz, I feel like the reason why he really wants to play, the reason why he really, <clears throat> like, last week, basically they said Frank Reich asked him if he if he can go. And if he had any doubt in his voice or whatever, he would have said, all right, you're sitting. I think the reason why Carson Wentz is so <clears throat> dedicated to playing is, like, do you think it's because of what happened in Philadelphia? Yeah, I feel like he has something to prove. Like that, and also, he probably doesn't even want a backup to have a chance on him. Like, yeah, because of what happened in Philly. You're 100% correct. Yeah, but I, like, that can also go the other side. I don't think in that situation, what does Frank Reich expect Carson to say? Uh, nah, I think I'm going to sit this one out. If you leave it up to the player, the player is always going to say, let's play, let's play, let's play. Now, that can work, but given Carson's, the way he came out and played, I, he shouldn't have played. When he tried to roll out the little spin move he did, like on that play action, play yeah, or whatever, he like literally did like a pivot, like in basketball, just like yeah, did that. And it looked taking like, away it his like ability to move is already cutting everything in half for Carson Wentz because we know how how important that is to him. It's well, a dominant thing. When, it looked good early. Like we need that from him if he's healthy. I was gonna say, especially with last year, I think that was something that was missing big. Was Philip Rivers was not mobile at all. Dude was a statue. And yeah, and and I think that was something that I think people took for granted when we had of luck was his mobility. Yeah, as well as his passing accuracy and whatnot. Also, that could play the role of why our line was so good as well because Rivers also got the ball out pretty quick. Yeah, he was a statue, quick rhythm quarterback. The the line didn't have to block for that long. We talked about that on this on this show, though. So to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to close out the Colts, if we lose to the Dolphins, not even to the Dolphins, because the Dolphins have an okay defense. They have some pretty dominant corners. If we lose to Jacoby Brissett, panic starts in Indy. I don't care what you say. This is a must-win game. Looking at the schedule. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Looking at the schedule before the season started, we knew it was going to be rough. We knew, I mean, we kind of hoped to start one and two. We kind of all wanted to get Titans, but in the back of our minds, we knew it was going to be a hard win. 0 and 3, this isn't like something crazy that's going on, but 0 and 4, then you're in Baltimore, and 0 and 5, like, this is can, can get bad. We're not a bad team, but what I hear everyone saying is, we can definitely turn into a bad team if you don't get it turned around. So the Colts have a lot of confidence and like we know how the, the high character guys, this locker room's different, blah, blah, blah. But they got to figure it out because this is getting scary. Yep. And it sucks to say that like, three why, weeks into the season. Like Frank Reich, I watched, I watched like all the hype up videos for the Colts coming in this year. And like Frank Reich said, like his number one thing is, is like when he gets undrafted players or he gets free agents coming in, or like even like Brett Hundley, like when they come in, they he said they feel like they know it's different, like in the cold system, like it just feels like. I mean, but but what good. coach like but won't the, say that about their team? That yeah yeah, but what the thing is is going zero and three. Really, it don't matter what it feels like if you're going zero and three. So, uh, I mean, if you go thirteen or fourteen and three, that's different. But yo, that like, be, that'd I'm, be crazy. 
<laughs> I, I have hope for the Colts this season. I think they, I think what happens is they get a wild card and maybe win one. But I, this, like Super Bowl thoughts is over for me. Cause I mean, just even the wild card. Because what does that mean? We're gonna have to play go play a road game in January against probably Buffalo or someone else that you know what's gonna happen. We'll have to beat someone like the Dolphins or something, Raiders. Yeah, like I said earlier uh, in a previous episode, that Raiders game at the end of the season is it's gonna be it's crazy. Gonna be, it's gonna. We got what's the last couple games? We got Raiders. Yeah, basically that Raiders game is like the only big game. Because you know they're gonna People, be fighting. Oh, I know they're gonna be going back. Like that's gonna be a battle, bro. They're probably in, gonna make that one of the games that's like where they switch it to a night game. That's in Vegas, right? I know it's in Indy. Ooh, okay, I like that. It makes me feel a little better, but it, 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 it'll look like shit. We lose to him in Indy. So. <laughs> I'd rather have a big game like that at home at the end of the season than going into Vegas. All right, let's move over to the power rankings up to week three, basically. Um, this will shock you a little bit. Honestly, I have not looked through it. I'm just waiting for the podcast to have my reaction to it. So I like that. Number one. I like that one. Number one, L.A. Rams. Hottest team in the league, L.A. Rams. My second team. So, obviously, one and two are the – I believe this is correct. You got the Rams, Buccaneers. Um, Number three. I don't know about that one, but we got the Packers in number three. Previous ranked number six. I mean, they had a a big win, I guess. I, I actually don't even remember who they played last week. Who did they play? Uh, 49ers, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they won right at the end. It was a big win. They almost choked it. I don't see how you're ranked three in the 49ers or seventh because, for one, you barely beat them. Really shouldn't have beat them. You shouldn't have. Two blown coverages. One blown coverage. On the number one receiver in the league. The the first first pass down the field, that was a ridiculous pass by Aaron Rodgers. He put it right over that linebacker, Fred Warner's hand. Like, literally just out of it. Like, that was just like, that was like good defense, but just the freaking superstar quarterback. Yeah. But then the second one was just like, the second one just blown. Like, how do you lose Devontae Adams like that? Like, the second one to get in field goal range. Yeah. So we got the. Bills at number four. I, this is a. I think this is a pretty solid one right here. Top five for Bills. Um, I would probably move them ahead of the Packers. Yeah, that's what I would do as well. Um, Baltimore Ravens at five. Um, I honestly, the thing that sucks is, is they beat the Chiefs, so you can't really have them too much ahead of the Chiefs. But I don't think they're. They should be fifth, really. They almost lost to Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'd put. Honestly, I don't. I don't even know where the Cardinals are yet. I'd put the Cardinals above the Ravens. Cardinals are down low. Bro. I know. I, I didn't even find them. I kept know? scrolling. That's what I'm saying. Um. So. And they dropped. Yeah. Because they they dropped from ten to eleven. I mean, we'll see this week. We'll get into it later when we do our pickums. But they play the the game of the week, in my opinion, is who they play. So we'll see how they do after Sunday. Yep. And so, then uh. I'll- I like the Chiefs' spot here, uh, number six, because really, I mean, they're one and two, but really, they're a really good team. It's just they've been losing all games. Uh, they're one and two, and they're zero oh and one in the division, which is what's really killing them right now. With their division looking hot, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because do you think the Chiefs like could beat any of the team? Like, okay, I know they could beat any team, but like, do you think the Chiefs would beat any of these teams above them? Like. I mean, you would like to say they'd beat the Ravens, but they didn't. 
they, they have it over the Bills. I think the Bills are not scared of Kansas City, but when you beat a team in the, the championship, Packers it kind of holds them. The Packers will be a really good game. The Bucks, I don't know, and the Rams, I don't know. That's a good question. I think it's just the Chiefs are one of the top teams. They just they've played a couple times. They always, I mean, they always have a tough time against uh, the Chargers being a a division game. Yeah. And like we, I mean, last year was proof, and they're starting to kind of pick it up this this year after you know shaky kind of week one and week two. But the Chargers on a, are on an upward projection, especially with Herbert. Agreed. At QB. Well, also, the Chiefs. You know, they they took a hard loss. They, um, you got you got Mahomes throwing a lot of interceptions. Not a lot, but like more than he usually does. And then also at the end of the game, you got Andy Reid going to the hospital, which is definitely not good on the team. Um, maybe I don't know. Maybe it gets a little juice. Like I don't know. Like yeah, they just got to turn it around. I think Patrick Mahomes just needs to clean up a little stuff. Uh, some of his picks have just been forced. Like one of them was a third down heave downfield. Like he didn't really need to do it. Ended up costing him a pick. Um, I think yeah, they'll, they'll figure it out. But last year, game? last year they beat the Chargers in overtime week two at at uh, L.A. and then they lost week seventeen to the Chargers. Chargers is always a tough game for him, like I said, because upward projection and that Herbert was balling out last year. Yeah, he was. Still doing that this year. Finish out the top 10, Jax. All right, so we got seven is the 49ers. I think this is a solid one. I still think they should be closer to the Packers. Um, we'll see how they play this week. Browns at number eight. I think it's solid. Uh, I don't think they've really. Who'd the Browns lose to? They almost beat Jeez. the Chiefs week one. Jesus, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And that would have been crazy with the Chiefs going 0-3 if they lost that game. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so they, they beat the Bears like 26-6. to I was going to say, they're – they're like, I would say they should be higher because, I, I, like, I'm high on the Browns. But, uh, like I said, they play the Chiefs tough, but then the last two wins have just been Texans and Bears. So you just got to keep winning those games and then take the primetime games whenever they come. this week though they're this week they're they're in Minnesota after Minnesota coming uh getting a surprise win yeah against Seattle so this is a big game for both of those teams if if Minnesota can prove that there's something and on the other side the Browns can prove that there's something as well the Browns got, Browns Browns yeah, next yeah, four yeah. games are at Vikings at Chargers and home against the Cardinals and Broncos so I think this should be a very Jesus, telling yeah for four weeks. So next up, we got the Las Vegas Raiders. My opinion on the Raiders really is, I think they're not as, they're, I don't think they're going to be a top 10 team to end the season. But like, I think it's their coaching that's getting them there because they've won two overtime games. And like, I mean, that just shows if you're winning those overtime games and you're winning really close games, that's usually the coaching that's doing that for you. Yeah. I just, I don't know if I agree with you because, They've started out hot, and if you say the coaching is getting them wins, I don't see how that can like fade away, especially if they can remain hot. I mean, they're in the division with the Chargers and the Chiefs, and also the undefeated Broncos. But like, I say that because because specifically the I don't know what week it was. Was it week one when they played the Ravens? But they, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. My overtime game, I thought it was a really I don't know if this is really I guess you could say the coaching, but. If you watched it, it was a crazy just everything going on was just nuts. Like they, they the game was won, it was over. Then they were like, "Nah, no, it's not." They came back on the field, threw a pick at the one yard line, and then they got the, it was just nuts. But they had a I think it was a fourth and one or fourth and inches, 
and they went and did a play action pass for a touchdown in overtime. Huh. So that I like that specifically won them that game. So I'm thinking like I don't know. That's, that's listen. Just read the last sentence of that. The Raiders are a vibe. Oh my god. What? <laughs> <laughs> Beans have been in the fucking thing. <laughs> so number ten, I think we the, have the Chargers. What? Go ahead, Corbin. I was just gonna say for the Raiders, I think a big thing is just is Derek Carr gonna keep this up? Yeah, because I think he's honestly he might be the MVP right now, throwing for like almost four hundred yards a game. Whoa, Jackson doesn't like that. I mean, I would. I mean, you know, stats don't I'm lie. Big, Your team's undefeated. Yeah, I'm not a big Derek Carr guy, but the dude is putting up ridiculous numbers right now. He ain't lying. We'll have to see if it just keeps going though. That this whole division is nuts to me. They do, like I said, another ones. They got the three pieces: the tight end, quarterback, and the rugs. So. Yeah, I mean, he's already thrown oh. for a thousand two hundred three yards, six touchdowns. He's got two interceptions, but three that, L, those baby. yards are just something ridiculous. Like his yards yeah, by right. game, week one, four thirty five, three eighty two, three eighty six, three wins. That's over four hundred yards a game. Tell you that average. All right, so Chargers number ten. Rightfully so. I think nine and ten's fine. I think eleven with the Cardinals. I think they should be at least like top six, top seven. They need to be over the Ravens, in my opinion. Um, they actually play the Rams on Sunday, game of the week. That's gonna be massive for both of those teams. Yeah. I feel like who have the Cardinals? Who have the Cardinals played so far? They played Jacksonville. Uh, they killed Tennessee week one. Jacksonville. I don't know the third. St. Louis. Uh, Vikings. The Titans, Vikings by one, and the Jags. Um, I just think they're really mm. hot. I mean, Kyler Murray's one of the most electric players in the league. Um, like, like like I've said already four times this episode, they play the Rams Sunday. That's going to be very telling, not just for each team's record, but that division. Um, yep. That's just going to be massive. So let's just kind of rip through these, the middle of the pack. Broncos, I do like this one. So Broncos, you know, they're going to test their matchup this week. They, they're they 3-0. Um, Panthers and Cowboys at 13-14. and 14. This is a game that I believe, yeah, Panthers are playing the Cowboys. Play each other. Yeah. yeah. So this game is going to be a big one. I think the Panthers are going to have a real test because I think the Cowboys are the real deal. Same. Um, so well, the Panthers, Panthers are the same boat as Broncos. They're 3-0, and but they haven't really played anybody. Yeah. Hey, again wins though. So not like the cold. Stay that. Yep. So <laughs> Titans at fifteen. Fuck them. Vikings at. <laughs> I like I like yeah. the Vikings at sixteen. It says they've jumped eight spots. I mean, when you beat the Seahawks like you did, um, pretty deserving win. They lost to the Cardinals like we just said by one point. I think the Vikings are there. And I remember before the season, Corbin was actually like, "What kind of watch out for Minnesota? Kind of have faith in them." They just got to find more ways to win, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Kirk Cousins has been playing really good. And yeah. a lot of people like shit on Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins is a solid NFL quarterback. Agreed. He, uh, he'll, he'll win you some games. I mean, uh, looking at his stats right now, uh, eight touchdowns, no interceptions. Hey, man, you talk about Derek Carr being MVP. Why don't you slide, <laughs> why don't you slide Kirk Cousins in there? Yeah. That's efficient football. I- Jesus. So moving on down the list, really, I'm just gonna point out some notable like rankings. Um, Steelers at 20. Uh, I, I like uh, the Bengals. I think they should be a little higher now. This was before they won last night. Um, the Bengals are looking nice. 
If they can just keep protecting Joe Burrow, they're going to make a serious run in that division, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, they Joe still have the Browns and the Ravens ahead of them, but... If you stay watch consistent. That game, yeah. That's yeah. another bottom-tier kind of wild-card-chasing AFC team that the Colts are going to have to battle with later on in the season if the Colts turn things around. Yep. Uh... Another team that I'm looking at on here is Jeez, I <laughs> I know, dude. It took me forever to get to the Colts on a power ranking, and that's not good. They have us at 26. I mean, rightfully so, but like, we gotta turn it around for my sanity. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, we are at top of the Colts. They'll be a, they'll be top 15 in the season. I bet um, it's not good enough. Detroit Lions. 0-3. I think the Lions are actually a lot better than what I thought. I thought the Lions... The Lions are... They're competing. They're just not winning games. Jared Goff is actually, like, playing football, dude. Um, let me look at his stats real quick. Jared Goff... He's like... I don't know. I expect him throwing 100 yards a game. Like, yeah. Kind of thing. Like, he was uh, over the Rams for a little bit. But right now, he's got... 801 yards passing, so he's averaging about what two two seventy ish. Um, five touchdowns, two picks. Uh, they're let me look at how close their games. If I'm right, their games have been close except for week one, and it was still kind of one. Week one, well, week one was they lost 41 33, but that was the game they were getting killed and almost came back and did something with it against the Niners. Uh, yeah, then at Green Bay, they lost 35-17, and then obviously Baltimore, the game-winning field goal. Game-winning, longest kick of all time field goal. So, like... Yeah. But apparently, Honestly, um, at that game, the like like the snap before, like, when they went to clock it, apparently, like, if you slow it down, there was, like, multiple seconds after the play clock hit zero that they snapped the ball to, to clock it. So, like... They really shouldn't have even been in position to kick that game-winning field goal. I don't know how true that is, but that's just yeah, what I, I hear a lot of people say. That. I saw that, and I watched the, like, where did I see it on? I think I saw it on TikTok, and then I watched somebody, like, comment another video, or someone commented something, and I watched another video, and it was on the ESPN. I don't know what the fuck it was. It was something, and it said, basically, when you see the play clock on TV, apparently it doesn't line up with, like, the actual time, so, yeah. like, maybe that was a problem, but I mean, I that would know. make sense. But it, I did see it, and it was like a good two seconds. Yeah, that's off. what I'm saying. It's like if that was legit, like the time, they shouldn't have even have like, kicked that field goal because there would have been a 66 five-yard penalty. That would have been a 71-yard field goal they would have <laughs> had to kick. And Nah, not even Justin Tucker is going to hit that one. You know, I, I had an idea. Why don't, why don't teams, they get the nine guys just to block their ass off. Kickers just kick the field goals like freaking kickoffs. My God! Start nailing like eighty yarders. Now listen, I don't want to steer the podcast in another direction, but how come? What's the difference between kicking off on like a like with the little like stand rather than because they can boot a kickoff versus a field goal? Ten yard walk. Is that? But it's not even that bad. Like if you watch a game, they only take like two steps. They don't like run into it like you're thinking. They do not do that. It's they like, are. It's like they has like ten yards behind the ball. No, it's not, bro. Yeah, it is. They get like seven yards. Okay, like that seven, might be true. That might be true. Up. Whereas, like, I think field goals are taking like three steps, maybe. And like the lines there and everything, but yeah, because they got to get it off quick. Okay. And I think there, there's probably more of a upwards trajectory on the field goal because you got to make sure you get it over the line. Whereas 
kickoff, you can just kind of kick it like straight. Like some people it, will hit it between the crossbars on a kickoff. Like if you watch the ball, it is sailing mm-hmm. into the stands too. Like, I have an idea for this. I can't remember what it was. I was thinking, what was the idea that I had? I was like, I was thinking, it was basically it was just everybody block their ass off, but just like snap it, snap the ball back further. Like, I mean, it's got to yeah, be some rule though. Do. Have somebody like 15 yards back, snap it 15 yards back. I mean, back. I don't know. Just sprint up. <laughs> well, that's what I don't think there, there can't be a rule for that because, like, that's the only thing, though. It's never been oh, tried. I thought about it. it. I thought about it. Have have the kid, like, try to practice timing it perfect. Have the kicker, like, I don't know if they can, but, like, start walking up to it before it's snapped. Kind of so like some arena football stuff. Run, yeah, like, start <laughs> running up to the ball. Oh, my God. I, there, I wonder if there's a rule behind that, but. I, I mean, if I'm, one team, if one team could figure that out, like let's say the Colts could figure that out and let I don't like either Specs or freaking Sanchez freaking do kickoff style field goals, they're not losing a game because you can go twenty and out on your you can go there not oh twenty, you can go four, three and out on your own twenty yard line, but you know you just you're about get, to get three, three points, off that 80, <laughs> 80, 90 yard field goal. Rodrigo Bro, about to lead the league awesome. in points. At that point, they wouldn't even want to return it either because they don't want to. They want to get down to twenty. So yeah, that's something we should look into. Uh, I like the tiebreaker changing the NFL rules a little bit. I like Colts yeah. need to hire us. That's what I'm saying. So let's, let's move into our Yahoo Pickums for this week. Uh, now I was smart this week and put them in before Thursday night football started, even though I picked that game wrong. I'm pretty sure. I Actually, no, I didn't. Know. The Bengals won. I kept telling myself I should do it, and then I was like, "Okay, I'll just I'll do it like like Thursday morning." And then like got up and just completely forgot. But Jeez. I would let it be known. I, would I almost texted Cincinnati. We're gonna do it. Yeah, I forgot to. Like I said, I was telling myself like Tuesday, Wednesday, I should do it, and then I was like, oh, I don't want to walk downstairs get my computer, and then didn't do it. All right, so let's go through our pickums for this week. So I picked Cincinnati to win the game. Did you did you pick Cincinnati, Bailey? Sure did. And I was kind of scared because they were down late, but they were able to yep. drive the field, kick um, a game-winning field goal. Just so everybody knows, again, my one-leg parlay, or my uh, one leg I missed on my parlay, like every other week, was a uh, – was it to be under 46-and-a-half or over 46-and-a-half, and it ended up being 45. Yeah. I was watching Pat McAfee before I got in, and he missed his – Single game parlay by Jamar Chase, I think receiving yards or something like that. It was Jamar Chase something. Jesus. But he had like a he, he had like a seven leg, I think. And knowing Pat, he probably had like a grand on it. Yeah. I just want to say that uh, I'm officially over five hundred in our pickums with my pick last night. I'm twenty five and twenty four, still in last place. But uh, <laughs> over five hundred, baby. So we're we're kicking it. Let's go down the line. All right. So Washington and Atlanta. I got Washington win this game because it's actually in. Uh, another country, so it's in Europe. Damn! Oh, I picked the Falcons winning it because I thought they were gonna be the home team. You can switch it. I mean, yeah, but it's uh, I'm still gonna go Falcons. The first I London think, game I, I of the think, year. I think Washington won this game just simply because I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I feel like Washington's defense has got to wake up at some. You point. sounded so confident going into that. I, I simply for the fact, um, I don't really know actually. Honestly, just, I just feel the Washington won this game. I'm picking Falcons. Uh, Buffalo and Houston. I, obviously, we're all picking Buffalo, but this is going to be like – I wouldn't even expect a stupid outlier game to happen. And just, just Listen, seeing what Buffalo did to Miami, I don't even want to see what they're going to do to the Texans. 
uh, on the McAfee show, they were, him and AJ were going back and forth picking uh, teams uh, against the spread. The spread on this game is 17. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Oh, as, 16 is, which, it was 16 and a half leading up to it. I bet which it might have changed. They were, they, were, they were saying this might be like the highest spread like all season. How is that even possible to be that big of a difference? In an NFL game. Yeah. Because you're trash. Because it's the Texans. <laughs> Anyways, we got Detroit. Yeah, the Houston's Oh my bad, you, you go ahead. No, it's just Houston's one and two. They got to win. And they're the Jags. Come on. Points. <laughs> hey, they won 37 21. So that was Ty- Tyrod Taylor's really good, I think. So, but he's, I don't know when he's coming back. Um, also, we got Detroit in uh, Chicago. I have Detroit winning this I game. I did too. I think Chicago's just in shambles. And I, yeah, I think it should be, but it's in Chicago. A little division game. Um, I'm, just, I'm gonna pick thing. the Detroit. It's probably gonna be like a six to nine win. So anybody know who's starting for Chicago? Because I remember, that, I don't know. I remember seeing something that Dalton Fields and now Nick Foles were all up for starters, but just uh, play all different quarters and whoever plays the best plays the fourth, <laughs> plays the fourth quarter. Play That's sick. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know how disrespectful. Out? You know how disrespectful that would be for Detroit, like. Like the other teams using their quarterbacks, like it's a preseason game against you. Listen, when you're when you're down as bad as Chicago is right now, why not try it? Like, why not? I like I that know. idea, Jax. <laughs> Foles in the first quarter, Fields in the second quarter, Dalton in the third. Whoever did the best, you're playing the fourth, baby. <laughs> That's sick. So, That's tough though for Fields though. Is now that he, he got like a starter, but they're like, all right, your first uh, professional start is against the Browns, one of the top defenses in the league. So let's just yep. uh, see how like you do. <laughs> I think they were averaging like one yard a play. Jesus. <laughs> Dallas playing Carolina in Dallas. I have Dallas winning this game. Um, this is a tough out. one. McCaffrey is out, but like Carolina's three and zero. It's kind of we talked about it earlier. It's kind of like see what see what they're all about game. Um, I did pick the Cowboys though. Hey, I want you guys to know that that crazy tweet that I put out or something like that. I put something or might be an Instagram post. Um, simply just was my picks for uh the conference winners or you know what I'm talking about Your with division the Jets winning. Yeah. So I got Carolina winning the division on that one, and I had I think I might have had the Broncos winning their division as well. I can't remember, but bro, if the Jets win their <laughs> division. <laughs> The Jets can't even win a game. You're right. I'm picking Dallas. I think we all picked Cowboys, right? Mm. Indianapolis in Miami. Indianapolis, I got that pick going. See, I'm scared because I I don't want to pick the Colts and pick them because if they lose, I'd rather get to pick them right. But I'm I'm going Colts. There's no way we lose. God, I just said that on the air. I'm switching it to the the Dolphins. I went Colts. This will only be the second time. I picked the Colts last week. Uh, but uh, this week, I think it's a tough game. I don't think it's as easy as the Colts because Jacoby Brissett's playing. I think with, I think if the Colts were healthy, I think it would almost be that easy. My, I, I just think it's the Colts' offense. I, I, I don't think Miami's offense is really going to do anything against our defense if our defense just shows up um, because of Brissett. Like, I have no confidence in that man. But I just don't know how don't our know. offense is going to do. <laughs> Bailey and I are the opposites on Brissett. Listen, you bought a Brissett jersey. That's why you like him. Brissett is nothing. He's a backup quarterback. <laughs> yeah, but he's a good backup quarterback. I guess. I don't know. He didn't do anything hey, with Colts. Hey, Bailey, 
I had a dream two nights ago. The Colts beat the Titans 50-15. to 15. Not even shitting you. With Eason in, bro. I swear to God. Can you imagine if like, that was reality? You know how hyped we would have been on Sunday? In my dream, bro, I like, I don't know what I was doing. I just remember like walking past the TV and be like, oh, shit, the Colts game's on. And I look at it. Bro, I remember seeing Eason at the quarterback. <laughs> They're just rocking the Titans. And I look at the thing. It's 50-15, to 15, bro. We were, oh, my God. We're at home. So, like, maybe that's, like, what's going to happen, you know? In the next um, game. We all have the Colts. Yeah, uh, what? We all have, we all have the Colts for this one. Yeah, uh, Minnesota at Minnesota versus Cleveland. I have Minnesota winning this game. I think they're going to actually. I like that pick. I like I like them winning this game. Like I think it's because they were they were I home did. against the Seahawks too. When I looked at the when I looked at Cleveland, shit, there was something about it. That I just figured that Cleveland's going to lose. It was because they struggle with something. I can't remember what the fuck it was. I'm going to go the Browns. Just to be kind of safe, I guess. I don't know, though. This is a tough one to choose. I like Minnesota. I like Kirk Cousins. I just, Cleveland, I mean, they're competing for a Super Bowl. Yeah. At least an AFC favorite. The reason why I picked picked the Browns to lose is because I think, I don't know really what it was, but the Chiefs, they, they could throw really good. They beat them. The Texans, if you guys don't remember, the Texans were actually smacking them with Tyrod Taylor. It was like 21-7 at halftime or something. And Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor got hurt. They came back 131-21. And they were throwing all – he was throwing all over him or all mm-hmm. over the Browns. So, I mean, I think – Kirk Cousins – I mean, if Tyrod Taylor can, Kirk Cousins can. Yeah. I'm going Browns. Yeah, I'm sticking with the Browns. So, I got – I'm, I'm going to do an extra pick on this. I got uh, – I got 200-yard receivers in Minnesota next week. And I'm going to pick – Kirk Cousins over 350. Okay. I don't think that's bad because I think uh, I think something that's going for Cleveland is I think OBJ is about to pop off, especially with Jarvis out. Last week he had a solid game. Uh, but it was his, but yeah, and it was his first game back from, you know, major season-ending injury. So I, I think OBJ is in for a, a good year from here on out. And I want to see that. Obviously with Minnesota – Thielen and Justin Jefferson are a hundred yard receiver threat every yeah. every game. Twenty eight years old. Giants at the Saints. Who we got? I got Saints. Same. Saints. Sorry, right, New York. Uh, New York Jets Both versus York. Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> I'm going to Tennessee. Does it change your mind that Julio and AJ Brown have both been ruled out? I mean, they didn't play damn near the whole second half against the Colts, and you saw how that worked out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Listen, all I want to say is the only reason they're ruled out is because of the Jets. The Titans, it's the Jets. We don't need them. We got Derrick Henry. It it makes me so mad making these picks because it's like, if you say the Titans are going to win, like, for example, when you're betting on, like, games like this, it's like if you pick the Tennessee Titans to win, it's like nothing. It's not going to do anything for you. And, like, the Jets, like, it's just one of those outlier games that piss me off because for some reason the Jets are going to come in this game and, like, Zach Wilson's going to throw six picks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, I think this next game is going to be a blowout. Kansas City is going to destroy Philadelphia. They're I just think going to turn up. Jalen Hurts might turn up against this Kansas City defense, which is something that I probably won't say all year with Jalen Hurts turning up. But um, Kansas City's defense is allowed a lot on offense. So yeah. I think this might be like a high-scoring game, but I still think Kansas City wins by two scores. I think I can go on Chiefs as well. I think they're going to turn around. I'm going Chiefs. I think 
like you guys said, they got to turn around. But I do think Jalen Hurts will play well. Arizona in L.A. against the Rams. The 3-0 versus 3-0 teams. Division, NFC West. The I next the two games, the whole NFC West is playing each other this week. I think it's pretty cool. I'm going Rams. Rams. I think Core might have Arizona. What do you got? I got Rams. Let's go. I was, like I said, uh, like I said earlier, I was, I, you know, I thought the Rams were going to be a playoff team, but God, these uh, the first three games, red hot. They're, they're definitely, yeah, they're definitely, definitely a Super Bowl contender. I mean, we'll see though. The only reason I'm kind of because the, the it's going to be a close game or at least like a good game. I just I'm just giving it to the home team. I feel like if this was in Arizona at this point in the season, I'd probably pick the Cardinals just because they're so hot as well. Um, I just think the way the Rams looked against the Bucks at home last week, they have the Cardinals at home this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Rams. I think it's a little safer. So I will say, I think I think this is poised to be a shootout. Oh yeah, like I, Arizona's offense is humming, and I know the Rams' defense is good, but and the, and the Rams, you know, they should put up points. But uh, I think it's it's one of those games where I think. In shootouts, anything can happen. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. This if is the Ravens Chiefs, like twenty eighteen or seventeen yeah. game. Remember that game was wild. So like, well, I think the Rams are Rams still Rams. better, better at this point. But uh, you know, shootout when offense get humming, I wouldn't be surprised if Arizona wins. And not to mention it's a divisional game, so both teams know each other. I want to change things that. Happen in I divisional it, games. Was it the Rams and Chiefs? That was Rams like, and 49ers had a crazy, or it might have been Rams and Chiefs, yeah. No, I, yeah, because it was that was McVeigh's like, I, I forget. I think it was Rams. No, it was Chiefs. Rams and Ravens, I think. No, it was the Chiefs because it was Mahomes, and it was I think it was the Rams with Jared Goff. Because I remember the game where I think it was Marcus Peters played Jalen Ram- against Jam. Uh, remember it was like fifty Ram- something, was, fifty something or something like that. It was like that. 20, 20, 2018 Kansas City Chiefs and and Rams. It it was the third most points in a game, 105 total points. Jesus, and the Chiefs won, right? Or... Uh, I'm looking for the actual score. Uh, Rams won 54 to 51. Oh my Monday night football. Yeah, I remember just everyone like that game was. I didn't even. I don't have a memory watching it. I probably tuned in, but I remember like the next day, just like holy crap. Golf through for golf through for four thirteen five touchdowns, four passing one rushing. Where'd that go? Jesus! That year they went to the Super Bowl. He did they go to the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. He fucking yeah. sucked the Super Bowl. until the, the Super Bowl. Bowl yeah, yeah. He balled <laughs> out that year, but that has been the one outlier year where he's completely balled out. He's just been kind of mid pack ever since. But that one year. So, All right, so one NFC West matchup to another. Seattle was in San Francisco. Now, this was one of the hardest games I've had to pick this week. I I picked the Seahawks. I took the Seahawks as well. And I think, uh, I think it's kind of a must win for Seattle, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think I think I think it's gonna be like Kansas City where while well, I'm still kinda high on San Francisco, I don't think Seattle's as bad as their record is showing, so I think it's gonna be kind of a Kansas City um, wake up game, kind of like Packers did it, kind of against Detroit, even though they didn't really wake up in the first half. Yeah, just kind of a wake up game and kind of play to what you're capable of. I'm going Seahawks as well. Jack, you said 49ers. I got 49ers winning that game. Next, so Denver 
In Denver versus Baltimore. I almost said Baltimore. Um, Can Denver go 4 0? I got Denver winning this game, boys. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going Baltimore. I'm just going to be safe on it. I don't yeah, know. It's in Denver, though. Um, uh, I'm going with Jaxel. Denver. God, I can't wait for the Ravens to win so I get it right and you guys get it wrong. I think my biggest reasons are it's in Denver, and I'm a Denver believer. Um, and I think Lamar Jackson not practicing a whole lot this week and uh, might come back to really hurt Baltimore. Going up to the that Mile flip, High City, too? That flip might hurt Baltimore. Flippy did in the end zone. I think they said that's where he hurt his back. Listen, I I saw that, but then again, I I saw that that statement was wrong. I think that was like a lie. Like he didn't really hurt his hip on that, but I don't know. I saw that as well, but I'm pretty sure I saw something that that was like a cap. But I don't know for sure. No cap. No cap. What's the next game? Green Bay and Pittsburgh. Green Bay hosting Pittsburgh. I'm going Packers. The Pittsburgh Steelers just look down bad, to be honest. I got Green Bay winning this uh, plus 10 yeah. or minus 10. Green. Uh, yeah, I got, I got Green Bay. If I'm a Pittsburgh fan, I am absolutely livid. Like, that is a Super Bowl defense. Yep. And you're wasting it on Big Ben. And let's not forget, John was in here. We were telling him Big Ben was washed. Yep. That man was denying it. And now he's, now he's like, they're all kind of embracing it. They're like, oh, maybe he is kind of washed. Like, yeah, that's what we've been saying. Unless all Pittsburgh right. goes out there and Najee Harris rushes for 200 yards, I don't I don't see Pittsburgh having a chance. Next game on the list, uh, what's, let's do the scores while we do the picks. So, so uh, this is everyone else's kind of game of the week just because of the storylines, yeah. but I don't think it's going to be that good of a game. Tampa Bay at New England. I have Tampa Bay winning on the scores 35-17. I have Tampa Bay winning 33-13. I have Tampa Bay 38-17. Damn, they're going to ball up there. Tom Brady's going to throw three to five touchdown passes. That's my guess. That's my window. Should. Should. Uh, Mac Jones has been struggling since week one. Mac Jones might be seeing ghosts. Does Bill Belichick know what to what to prepare for for Tom Brady though? Like, don't matter. He know Tom Brady's weaknesses. Don't matter. Uh, I think it's got... not just Tom Brady; it's that defense too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and we those receivers. Las Vegas in LA. Uh, I think this should be this will be a pretty nice game. I have a uh, Chargers winning this thirty-one twenty-three. The hell! I have Maybe the Raiders they... winning thirty-one twenty-three. Really? Yeah. Maybe another overtime game. I don't know. I have the Chargers 24-17. So, two Chargers, one Raiders. I want to say one thing about the uh, Tampa Bay and New England game. I'm actually starting Antonio Brown off fantasy this year, or this week, because I feel like he'll like, have like, a big game. Him kind of going back to New England like he was there for a second, but I feel like uh, they'll incorporate him a lot and get some touchdown passes. Yep. Uh, who's going to score the most points this week, Ben? Tennessee against the Jets. But that was before Julio Jones and A.J. Brown ruled out. I have I put that in, but I can still kind of see it. Maybe also what Bills. What you got, Corbin? Uh, I think I'll probably go Bills. I'm going to pick a weird one here. I'm going to pick Minnesota. Wait, who do they play again? Browns. Against the Browns defense, you're going to put up the most points? All right. Yep. Okay. Now, the fewest okay. points, I have the Texans. I- 
Because if the Dolphins put up zero against the Bills, that's what I'm kind of going here too. Like I feel like they're gonna put up nothing. I got I got Houston. Guess uh. Could say New England. I, was, no. I don't know. That's what it's between New England, Houston, and the Jets. What are the Texans going to do? Like, who are they going to do? Like, Brandon Cooks is the only player on their team. Nah, dude, they got that quarterback. Uh, that's, last that's week. What I about to say, what's his name? Mills. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I mean, they, they played the Panthers tough, and I know the Panthers. He had like one, really... like, right before halftime. He had a pretty nice drive, I remember. Bye. I mean, they showed they could compete with Carolina, and I know the Carolina might not be on the Bills' level, but Carolina's defense is literally, like, number one in every stat. And I know they haven't really played all that much, but... Yeah. I, I'll probably just go with Houston. So three Houstons. That would be the fewest points. I have Tennessee scoring the most points. I kind of wish I could... I'm, can I change? I can't. I was going to change it to the Bills, but uh, that's our pick and we will uh, see how we did on Monday.